Meanwhile on Earth. What's happening, heroes? Welcome to the second episode of the world's mightiest podcast. I'm Nate, but my friends call me Twisty, and today I'm gonna be your host. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. I have so much news for today. I cannot wait to share it with you all. Uh, in today's show, we're taking a look at the latest in video game news, uh, from serious topics to laughable ones. Uh, if you'd like to get involved, uh, make sure to get yourselves over to twitch.tv forward slash twisty shape every Friday at 8 p.m. GMT and catch the show live. But a massive thank you to everyone joining us in the live audience right about now. And a huge thank you to everyone taking the time on YouTube and on all podcast uh platforms around the uh, world for joining us as well. I hugely, hugely appreciate it. Uh, today, I am joined by yet another guest. Uh, it's another brother in arms. He's fuzzy, he's furry, and he's downright deadly. We've got Red Lethal Panda joining us. He is a fellow Twitch streamer and passionate gamer, and he's here to chat shit with me about all the gaming news Fill me in on a brand new game called Walken, I believe I pronounced that right, an isometric RPG which he's had the pleasure of playing. So, please, without further ado, let's say a big hello to Red Lethal Panda. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm going well. How are you, sir? Yeah, very, very, very good. Thanks, dude. Um, are you excited for the podcast today? I am both nervous and excited. <laughs> what are you nervous for, man? What are you, have, you, have, you, have you ever been on a podcast or anything before? No. Fair enough. Well, we'll uh, make sure that it's slightly painless we'll hope for anyway and uh, we'll get on with it and uh, hopefully you'll ease into it all you all you'll remember is basically you're just chatting shit with me and that's about it and it's about video games we both love video games so it's really really easy right hopefully yeah. uh, ready to battle before we begin if people want to find you on all the internet where can they do so uh, I am on Twitter and Twitch both are at red lethal panda it's pretty simple. He has a uh, uh, an adorable little red panda as his thing, so it's uh it's cool. I like it. He always has his different mask on. He's playing Mortal Kombat, and then his red his red panda was dressed up as Scorpion. It was fucking sick. Um, so or you you can't miss him at the moment. His panda's got like a weeaboo fringe. Looks like the main character from like Persona. Um, is that right? Correct. Is that the one yeah, from Persona? Correct. Yeah, I know my yeah, weeaboo yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's get on with today's news, because we got so much going on. Um, you played Red Dead. In fact, I know you played Red Dead, because you played Red Dead with me. Do you like it? Yeah, it was great fun. Would you like it more if you could have sex in it? Sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's good, because modders have been working hard on a hot coffee mod for Red Dead Redemption 2. Do you know what hot coffee is, besides the shit you drink? No, tell me more. Hot Coffee was a mod that was released for um, GTA San Andreas back in 2005, and it caused huge controversy. Like, huge controversy. Uh, basically, there was some hidden files in the depths of, uh, of, of San Andreas, where you could basically unlock them, and uh, it basically unlocked a sex minigame. And we all love a good sex minigame in our video games. And because of this, the ESRB, the Electronic Software Rating Board, went fucking crazy. And uh, basically uh, decided to uh, take them to court for a lot of money. Did you Have you seriously not seen any about this about GTA Salan? I didn't see any of it, no. Nah, dude, it was like it was the worst fucking mod in the world. Like they didn't even take their clothes off or anything like that. But uh but yeah, it was pretty uh pretty big deal because GTA was under fire anyway for, for obviously being such an adult sort of game and the fact that there was police uh, brutality and stuff in it and, and there was gun crime and drugs and prostitution and then you could kill the prostitute and take your money back because I ain't a bitch, you know what I'm saying? And uh <laughs> And and to then have this uh, was a big deal because uh, I don't know if, do you know much about ESRB and how games are rated and stuff like that? Mm, I I know the bare minimum of it. 
Batman. Well, basically, is they have to make sure that they disclose everything that's going to be in their game for the uh, for the for this board. Uh, basically, it's it's one that puts like little little icons on the back of the game and there might be like a gambling one which mm. is dice or there's like a, a harsh language which is like a speech bubble with like uh, exclamation marks and shit all over in the back all over the back of it and um, because they basically had sexual content on there but they didn't have this little label on the back of the box that said there was sexual content on there and they were liable for lots of money lots and lots and lots of money um, oh, shit. class action lawsuits alone uh, came to a total of about 870 grand in uh, in US dollars. Now that is that is bank. Now that is a fat amount of money. Anyway, my point that I'm getting to, in such a weird and wonderful way, is people uh, modders are trying to do the same for Red Dead Redemption 2, but not using a mod that's already within the game, but actually making their own. At which Rockstar have said no, bitch, and uh, decided to get some lawyers involved. Um, by the looks of it, they are they are wanting to nip this in the bud before it actually gets anywhere. Um, yeah. But one of the things that I one of the things that I thought was funny about this, uh, and this is like looping back to something that's been quite prevalent in video games at the moment, is uh, is loot boxes. Do you have much of an opinion on loot boxes? I hate them. <laughs> you hate them like with a passion. Uh, with a passion, as somebody who has very much likes having sets of things having a loot box hiding a hiding like a piece of a set no, no, are you a bit of a video game hoarder <clears throat> a little bit if yeah. i went to your video game house you just have stacks and stacks of useless shit but it's a collection so you can't touch it exactly yeah, yeah. okay so <laughs> well one of the weird things that a lot of games have been doing i'm looking at you call of duty you day bitch basically call of duty would release and would not have loot boxes and suddenly, about six months down the line or something like that, they'd introduce loot boxes. Which now, as far as I'm aware, with the ESRB, is a form of gambling and needs to be disclosed beforehand. However, it's not. So that means that yeah, box no. copies don't show that it has gambling on the back. Ooh, that's bad. So I'm wondering if that's going to like... I mean, I, I'm, this is just speculation. I'm not quite sure where this stands. I might have to do a little bit more research into it. I probably should have before doing the podcast. But... It strikes me that this is one of the reasons why a lot of big developers are kind of shaking in their boots a little bit because they can't just sneak it in or anything. Um, and I, I think that's why a lot of people are going after loot boxes these days. I, th I think I think the the, the main the, the main question I think for me would be does the the symbols represent what's going on in the single player thing? So online doesn't really like come under the same thing, or yeah. Would it would it have to do, do those symbols have to encompass the whole experience? I think I think those symbols have to encompass anything that you can do within the within the game has to be disclosed within the, within those symbols so that uh, parents okay. negligible or otherwise can understand what they're going to be shoveling down their nine year olds eye sockets. Um, having worked in uh, in uh, selling of video games, the amount of kid, of parents who were fucking clueless. Just buying like a GTA for their kid, being like, "Yeah, I'll shut him up for half an hour," and it'll be like, "Yes, it will," until he takes a golf club to your skull. Like, <laughs> parents were just were just clueless about the shit. They were just like, "Yeah, whatever." I'll, I'll be by the time he started playing it, I'll be halfway through my second bottle of wine. So what the fuck do I care? Not that every parent's like that, but most of them, no. most most of the ones that I came across who were buying like GTA for their nine year old <laughs> were were kind of like that. Um, anyway, moving moving on. Um, are you a are you a movie fan? I am. Yes. You are. Um, we, did you have you listened to, to last week's podcast? By the way, if you say no, this is going to ruin our relationship. I did. Oh, I did? have multiple times. Ah, good, good. And you notice how we were talking about movies in that last podcast? Yes, live yeah. action game. Movies. Hold on to your fucking seats because we've got more. Yeah, it's oh, no. not surprising in the slightest. Although I am kind of excited for this one. Like, like I will, I will, I will admit this one has me excited. Not only because they've announced um, basically who the director are and who the producer's going to be and who's writing yeah. it and everything like that. If you were to, if you, if you got a guess of maybe you might have heard the news. This might be a bit of a shitty, shitty game to play with you. But would you like to guess at what video game they're making into a movie next? Is it Diablo? It is not. Although, judging from the trailer for, for the next Diablo game, I would I would enjoy the fuck out of like a medieval horror film set in the Diablo world because that shit was intense. Yeah. Like, that was like upside down crucifix style motherfucking like horror shit. And I am down for that. Um, 
But no, you're, you're completely fucking wrong. Um, it's Borderlands. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, Borderlands. That's interesting. Um, Lionsgate have announced that Borderlands is going to be a film. They announced it yesterday on Thursday. Um, at okay. the helm is a gentleman called Eli Roth. You may know that name from other such films as Hostel and Cabin Fever. You know, games that... Oh, no, films that have fuck all to do with stuff like Borderlands because they're horror films. Horror. And, like, and like both of them are quite sort of body horror as well. Like, um, Cabin Fever has a sex scene where she's rotting, which is which is kind of grim. I don't know if you've watched Cabin oh. Fever or anything like that. No. It's, it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty messed up. Um, but he was also in Inglorious Bastards as well. So he's going to be directing. Okay. Um, okay. One of the reasons why I have a little bit of faith is they have Avi Ard as their producer, and he Ooh. produced one of my favorite all-time films, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So uh, maybe I'm a little bit biased because, you know, I, I love that film, but I'm kind of it's excited. A bit. Like, I do. I love that film. Um, they've also got Craig Mazin. I believe I pronounced that right. I may have pronounced that wrong. Apologies if I have pronounced that wrong. Who uh, Who's writing it. And again, this is another reason why I'm kind of interested. He is the writer and two-time Emmy Award winner for Chernobyl. You uh, remember the big uh, yes. hullabaloo about yeah. that from last year? About that being like, one of the best TV shows uh, going? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I keep I, meaning to. I've, I've, I've seen it. I, 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 I don't watch many TV shows, but that one definitely, like, definitely yeah. had me. Do you reckon I should watch it? Yes. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Might have to let them look at some point. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be writing for it. However, and I don't know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna save my opinion of this person because it's neither here nor there, and I it, you know I don't really care to comment. But they also have Randy Pitchford as executive producer on the film. I so, don't know who that is off the top of my head. Randy Pitchford is the lead designer, I believe that's his position anyway, for Gearbox Games um, and mortal arch nemesis of Jim Sterling. <laughs> um, and, and basically um, can be like he I don't know the guy so um, I, this is this is purely from what I have seen from from media and stuff like this but the guy comes across as okay. a bit of a fucking tool um, I, I I don't know him but I don't I don't know if he's gonna be uh, a, a good hand in the creation of a Borderlands movie or not, but seeing as he is obviously ingrained within Borderlands and, and stuff, he probably should bring some some good info to the to the to the drawing board. So so you know, hopefully it will be uh, a good. They they do have some good talent there out of the three yeah, people yeah. they've got behind it. You know, Eli Roth is heralded as, as you know a great director, um, and obviously we've got people from Spider Man and from Chernobyl who are who are all sort of. You know pretty good in their game in their perspective you know areas so so hopefully yeah, we, we end I'm, up getting something good i just can't in my mind i cannot envision what a borderlands film would look like no i that that's that's what i was just thinking about it's like because there's so many different like story fragments surrounding like the borderlands world in, in and of itself there's there's no real like clear definite thing except for the vault like yeah. that you can like that's all it is, is like a, a revolt hunter how are they going to do yeah. the loot system and shit in a film like i don't <laughs> i don't understand how it's going to how it's going to cross over i uh, i saw sonic recently and that for me has to be one of the best film to game uh, game to film crossovers that i've seen um i actually think it's better than detective pikachu and i will fight anybody okay. who uh, who wants to take me on cuz i i will stand by that i actually think it's probably one of the best uh, ever game to movie crossovers but that's just me i didn't really like detective pikachu personally i didn't either i didn't either there's two things that did my nut in basically it's ryan reynolds as deadpool as pikachu and because yep, yep. unfortunately ryan reynolds now is deadpool he always wanted to be deadpool and then now that he's deadpool he will always be deadpool and just deadpool he's now just deadpool in other films that's his shtick um, I love the yeah. guy. I fucking he he is a very beautiful man, um, and he's a delight. And his relationship with his wife, whose name escapes me, is wonderful to watch. They seem like great people. But in terms of his films at the moment, he just seems to be redoing Deadpool, but for different companies, um, who yeah. obviously can't have the Deadpool license. So, 
Uh, Blake Lively, yes, Blake Lively and uh, and and Ryan Reynolds, they make a beautiful couple. They're great to watch together. I think it shits and giggles, and she's also good at what she does too. Thank you very much, chat. Um, cool. So, um, speaking of Pokemon, Pokemon Home. You haven't played the new Pokemon, have you? I have. Oh, played no, you it. have. Yes, you have. You streamed it. What did you think yeah. of the new Pokemon? Did you enjoy it? Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a nice, uh, like, going to the Switch, having the upgraded uh, graphics and it being just an open world thing okay. uh, with very minimal in, like, loading screens. It was uh, it was a nice breath of fresh air. Okay, okay. Did you, um, which, did you get sword or shield? Uh, I got sword. You got sword. Okay. And um, I, I, I've noticed that nobody, nobody got shield. Like, at all. And I feel so a, a sorry lot, for Shield Doggo. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot more, a lot more people got a sword just because I think the 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 sword Doggo looked a lot, looked like, resembles a lot of Sif from Dark Souls. So people, yeah, made that connection. If you're a big fan of Dark Souls, and yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, yeah. I I wanted Shield Doggo because I felt sorry for felt sorry for him that, that nobody <laughs> was interested in Sword Doggo. Uh, Shield Doggo, sorry. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> To augment the Pokemon experience, they are releasing, or they have released, I apologize, Pokemon Home. It's been out about a week yes. now, and it's basically, do you know what Pokemon Home is? Yes, I do. Would you care to explain it to me? Because I ain't got a fucking clue apart from what I've written so, down in my notes. So, Pokemon Home is a cloud-based storage system that links, basically links your Pokemon, bo- Pokemon box in the computer, uh, in-game, uh, to other games. Uh, okay. They did it a lot in the D- in the DS versions, and you could go from like bring Pokemon uh, legendaries and just Pokemon you had in Pearl, and then just, like drag them across to the to the next games on the system. Um, okay. And it's a it's a similar thing, but instead of um, like the DS versions, you can do it from I think it's uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. Mm. Um, that you you can bring. Pokemon from those two games across with you, which just expands the um, the Pokédex a lot more. Okay, because you can because obviously so, a lot of, a lot of the Gen One stuff you couldn't get before, you can now just pull across. Right. Okay. And so it's uh, from from what I read from the website, it's uh, there's a free service and there's a, a premium service. Do you yes. do you use Pokemon Home? Uh, I have before, yeah. Okay, so did you use just the free one or did you pay for it? Uh, I paid for it. Is there is the free version any good? Uh, the free version's not bad. Uh, if I remember correctly, I would go back a little bit now. Uh, the free version had a limited storage and you mm-hmm. could only store for a certain amount of times time because bef- it had its own like internal storage okay. thing where you okay. could just shove Pokemon into the cloud and then grab them whenever you needed them. Okay. Um, but but the free version had a timed uh, amount uh, a timed storage before they were just like jettisoned back into the into the game they came from. Oh shit, that's insane, man! So from from what I read from the prices, now this is even though it's a completely arbitrary addition, you don't need it to play any of the games. It doesn't Correct. particularly add anything to the game. It is a nice utility. Um, but they are charging two ninety nine a month, so three pound three dollars a month, or it's sixteen dollars a year, um, which is which is tiny. It is a tiny amount, like fourteen dollars. Uh, sorry, sixteen dollars a year is nothing. Um, so I'm kind of this is a premium service that I am kind of down with. It is an extra utility that you pay for that adds to the game. Do you yeah. are you that as somebody who plays Pokemon? Did, 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 did having to pay for it monthly bother you? Uh, no, because honestly, uh, last time I had it, I was very deep into Pokemon, so I just bought it for the year. And yeah. the amount of amount of time that I used it, like it, it generally like ended up paying like paying for itself in just the the amount it was used. Okay. So I was able to pull pull a, lo- a load of like the Pokemon I worked really hard on a couple of games ago, and got all their like their their stats up and everything, and just able to. Bring them look, with me through every iteration. Do they look good in like Pokemon Sword and Shield now, considering they're from like older games? Uh, yeah, they 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 update the models 
with okay. everything. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. As long as I do that and stuff. Um, so in total, over uh, in just a fucking week, and I still can't believe this. It just shows how big Pokemon is. They made one point eight million estimated total Holy revenue in crap. one week. If I can make one point eight million in a week, fucking hell, that is an insane amount of money. Uh, it's literally ridiculous. Um, and it's, it's, I must admit, it's kind of a, a nice... It's, it's something that I quite like. Um, rather than it being loot boxes or some battle pass or something like that, some fluff, it is just a paid-for service where they give you a little bit of an additional thing that you pay for monthly or, or yearly. I really like that as a concept. I'd like to see it in more games, but I doubt we will because it's very very niche it doesn't really fit a lot of games but it's interesting to see how to see how it is um but yeah so so if you were to get back into pokemon again you reckon you'd get it uh i personally wouldn't because i never had let's go pikachu and let's go eevee i skipped those two yeah i don't know um, so I, I i i wouldn't really have a need for it but if if people had that game and were going to like pick up sword and shield like later on when the when the the expansion thing comes out for him i definitely say give it okay that's fair at, le- at least for a month so i i had a sort of i dabbled in pokemon sword and shield a little bit and you know they were fun pokemon's never been my kind of game and i'm, I'm quite into my high fidelity games and stuff or at least mm-hmm. you know sort of next gen games and stuff and and pokemon sword and shield didn't feel like it had come far enough for me personally for it to be a next gen pokemon game um but i know loads of people have been enjoying it and power to them if you if you love pokemon pokemon sword and shield's great it seems to be the next step forward i would love to see it have gone further than it did but fuck it it's pokemon yeah, and people will always love pokemon which is good uh, i like when people i always find nintendo has like the most hardcore fanboys when it comes to it and uh we're moving on to another game a little yeah. bit later that has some of the most rabid fan base in the world but uh we'll get to yeah. that in a second i've got one more news story that i'm going to get through it is quite an important one uh, especially in the world of gaming so i do want to give it the time and attention it deserves um i haven't gone into specifics with a lot of this story though um just because i need to keep it so short and sweet for this size of podcast but it might be something that i come back to at a later date but uh it's basically about the riot games gender discrimination lawsuit and everything that's been going on if you guys aren't aware of this it's been going on for a long long time now um i want to say about a year it might be even about two years uh it's basically gender discrimination within the riot head office um and and the issue that's been going on with it well to add to uh, do you know panda much about what's been going on with riot and everything i mean i imagine you keep Um, up with it i've I, I I try and keep up with whatever I see uh, going across my Twitter feed. Because you're you're quite uh, quite big into League of Legends, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, basically, um, the uh, the folks who've been doing the uh, the lawsuit have recently got a brand new legal counsel with uh, Jeannie Harrison. If you guys don't know who Jeannie Harrison is, uh, she is known for, she's a well-known uh, women's rights lawyer uh, and basically was one of the main parties to handle the Weinstein Company lawsuits and the hashtag MeToo movement. Um, so she's been, she's joined this lawsuit um, and from that they've withdraw, uh, withdrew, withdrawn, excuse me, their $10 million claim as they actually believe they could be entitled for up to 400 million now holy shit it's a huge number uh, a spokesperson from riot has commented and believes that the four million dollar uh um claim is and i quote clickbait um but they are now getting expert analysis in uh, on the alleged discrimination to find an appropriate settlement figure uh regardless of what it is gender discrimination in your workplace or anything like that is is categorically fucked up um it, the, the story came out quite a while ago about it and there was office walkouts and, and a lot of stuff like that and um and i, I i've still stayed personally quite a big league of legends and, and riot fan but it, it, it did kind of make me go ooh, i don't know like did it did it dissuade you at all from from playing league of legends or anything like that it definitely persuaded, uh, like, uh, made it made an impact where I definitely contemplated not playing it for the lo- for the longest of times. 
Like it's, it's definitely uh, it's definitely weird seeing all that news come on as we got into like the riot. I think ten year anniversary, and it was lots of happy yeah. laughs and giggles and stuff. And it's like, wow, this is a weird juxtaposition about people walking out of the office because of gender discrimination, and now we're having laughs and giggles for their ten year anniversary. So it was weird seeing them side by side. Yeah, because they they pretty much have they like a, a lot of the walkouts happen not not a week before like the 10th anniversary stuff came out and it was it was a very it was a very like hot topic the fact that like they were doing all this to celebrate like 10 years but they were keeping such a a download to this discrimination that was going on in the company Mm. and it was just a it was a a very weird like comparison It, it did seem to be quite a weird sort of side by side but um Hopefully they get it all sorted. Uh, I'd like to see Riot Games go from strength to strength in this. Um, I, I'd like to see this discrimination lawsuit go as the way it should. If, if, if the information that we're getting is correct and there has been such large discrimination in the company, I'd like to hopefully see it obviously go in, in, the, in, the, in the lady's favor. Yeah. Um, I believe that's what they deserve. But I, I am not an expert in this. Um, obviously as the, a basic bit what bitch white guy that I am, I've never really had to be concerned about this um, as a, on a on a first person basis, but as a third person basis, like that is shit that I personally would not like to see. Some of the stuff that we've heard, I'm not going to go into uh, examples just because, but it, it it generally is kind of messed up. So I, I hope that everything yeah. uh, comes out um, comes out rightfully. I think is is perhaps the best way of putting it. I don't really know. Um, I'm trying to be careful with this topic because I understand this topic can be triggering to some and it can be a, a pretty heavy topic. So I'm, yeah. I, I definitely want to bring it up to, to bring awareness of it, but I'm not going to rest on it too long because uh, it's it's something that I'd rather go into more detail than, than skim mm. across too briefly and not give it the time it deserves. So, uh, But yeah, interesting stuff. Kind of curious to see where that's going, uh, to say the least. Now, I like to ask my guests to bring along some of their own news stories just in case I've missed some. Panda... Have you got anything for us? I've got a couple for you, Sir Twist. Oh yeah. The first, the first one, and probably one of the bigger ones, is that Sony is skipping PAX East this year. Uh, mostly okay. due to uh, mostly due to the coronavirus and it being unpredictable on a day by day basis. Uh, but they have made the statement that they are not not going to PAX East, which means we're we're not going to see any more on The Last of Us Two at that convention or anything on the iron man vr that the do you think we'll get a a, a, a ps direct or whatever it's called uh we should seeing seeing as sony isn't going to to ea mm. and they've just skipped pax east which is probably the biggest pax there is and with the ps5 release to be rumored this year sometime this year we definitely have to have some sort of like a hype Thing for it all yeah yeah i can definitely see that i think we i think if they're going to be skipping one of the bigger conferences they're going to need to to have something out there to try to keep to keep yes playstation sort of in people's minds because it, like it moves so fucking quickly that they, they, they need something to to stay out there really um yeah and and with, with with the with the news that they're struggling to keep like the ps5 price point like below five hundred dollars. Oh yeah. They, they kind of, yeah. They they kind of have to do something to keep people like like chomping at the bit to get a PS Five to want to get that upgrade. So it's all about uh, all about that next God of War, man. Give me God. Yeah. Give, me, give me another God of War. Give me give me another Spider Man. Give me Last of Us, and I'm I'm pretty good. That's probably my PS Five yeah. paid for because I'm I'm down for all those. Oh, oh god, yeah. Um, but I, but on on the positive the. It's a company that's looking out for the the welfare of of the people of people going out to these conventions that are putting in the work to go and like, yeah no hundred percent I get you on that up, one hold up these booths so I'm while while a little bit sad that we won't get any more news about immediately about some of this stuff I am immensely glad that Sony have took a step back and go we're not going to risk the health of the people working for us. Yeah, agreed. I definitely think that's a, a great sort of. I, I definitely think they're right in that. It's it's quite weird. That's that's. There's a lot of people pulling out of a lot of the uh, uh, of the big 
expos and stuff. We've had Jeff Keighley pull out of E3. Um, Jeff Keighley being mm-hmm. quite a big player. He's the, he's the, the gentleman who organizes all of the... Uh, the game awards and he's quite a big name in games these in, in these days um obviously ps4 or, or sony don't go to e3 anymore um i don't think they're going to e3 2020 either um but nope. it's 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 insane how many people are pulling out of of e3 and, and the likes of that and i think i think in this way it is it is probably the most transparent reason i've seen why someone's pulled out is uh that they uh are obviously afraid of the health of their staff and I completely get that also uh, Michelle in chat I do want to say thank you she has just reminded me it is called the state of play I don't know why I said PS4 direct that's Nintendo's shtick but it is uh, the Sony state of play um, yeah I extend corrected shows how much I've been uh, paying attention I go, all these I go I go what you mean I go. good good uh, cool so anything else for us uh, yes we also have uh, the possibility of a Diablo Netflix series, which is why I, I mentioned it. Okay, earlier. okay. So, like, what a Witcher Netflix series, but Diablo instead. Um, I'm I, I'm hoping so. There haven't been much details on it. There's just been a there's just been a, a thing going round where apparently it's been a leak, uh, okay. or apparently it's been announced somewhere. I haven't been able to find the original thing, so I can't really confirm. What kind of want to say leak in like quotation marks, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, air quotes. Um, are, you, are you excited however, for that? Uh, if they go the direction of making it like a actiony horror uh, series, um, very much so, because uh, I've I've played Diablo uh, two up uh, through three. I almost said four. Then four's not out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've I've played from Diablo from uh, Diablo two, and I the the lore in that world is so deep and so rich that, and so. Uh, Build with like different monstrosities that I think it can make with, with enough budget. That that being like the, the true breaker there, the budget of the of the sh- the series yeah. can be a very very good like horror experience. Cool. Yeah, I definitely would like to see that. I definitely think they could take it some interesting directions. Um, I while I'm not a big fan of Diablo as a game, I'm I am quite interested in Diablo. Uh, as, uh, as as like the themes of Diablo and the lore of Diablo, etc. So I'm kind of curious to see what they do with it. I must admit, um, if they do yep. anything like they did with The Witcher, which they did really really well, uh, but they did have a solid amount of money behind The Witcher and some big names such as Henry Cavill, um, then then uh, then Diablo might be an interesting franchise to to see them expand into. Yeah. M- so the second one is an Overwatch, a possible Overwatch. Um, this one comes from a little bit more reliable sources. Okay. Um, it is uh, Nick Nick Van Dyke uh, LinkedIn profile uh, was updated uh, with selling an animated Overwatch TV show uh, to Blizzard Activision. Okay, and so uh, who's Nick Van Dyke? Then, uh, he previously worked at Disney um, and did a load of stuff for okay, cool. Pixar. Yeah. Um, and it states that he has apparently sold an anime-style Diablo show to Netflix and with uh, Blizzard and that That's good. So anime so we, as well? Yes. Okay, okay. So we could be getting an, an animated Overwatch series as well. So which, if it's anything like Castlevania, which, which is, again, is another game franchise that Netflix has bought the IP to and, and done an anime mm-hmm. of that, so... So it seems like they're definitely sticking to what they know they're good at already, which is uh, definitely something that I think um, Netflix are, are playing it safe with, but in, in the right way. Um, obviously, we've seen a lot of Netflix do their own stuff, and, and it kind of come out to, to mixed reviews generally. Uh, but it, a lot of the stuff that Netflix tend to do, where it's a Netflix own, tends to be kind of copy and paste as well. Uh, we obviously had The Quiet Place come out, and then you had uh, a film come out on Netflix, which was basically exactly the same, but shit. Um, so yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see them instead borrowing IPs rather than just trying to copy films that already exist. Uh, so interesting. I guess we'll see uh, what the future holds in those two franchises. Are you excited for either of them? Um, I'm more excited for the Diablo one for the than the Overwatch one, but I think okay. with, with enough with enough investment and time, both have a very big potential. Awesome, awesome. Anyway, we're going to move on to uh, three 
sort of talking points that I wanted to discuss with Panda um, from the, ga- the, the gaming sphere uh, over the past week. We've got three big stories, um, but I, I won't tell you what they are just yet because uh, we'll see if we can get through them all first. If we can't, then apologies, but we'll probably save one for the uh, for the post show. Uh, but one that I want to talk about specifically because it was quite big in the news, especially if you're uh, into following streamers and stuff like that. Ninja said some stupid shit. <laughs> and it seems to be a weekly occurrence these days and it does seem like in a lot of ways that if you want to stay relevant you have got to say something stupid on social media like uh, Jake Paul did it I think it was Jake Paul one of the Paul brothers the fucking idiots uh, said something stupid about anxiety Ninja said uh, said something that I'm kind of on the fence about which is why I wanted to talk about it because I think it's quite an interesting uh topic especially when it comes to gaming i've had it said to me and i've reacted badly to it and i've said it myself uh when i've been frustrated um but i will i will quote you specifically what his tweet was verbatim so i don't get anything wrong i'll be upsetting anybody here but he tweeted out the phrase it's just a game is such a weak mindset you are okay with what happened losing imperfection of a craft when you stop getting angry after losing you've lost twice there's always something to learn and always room for improvement. Never settle. Now, in that tweet, I kind of, it, 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 there's a lot I can kind of get behind there. Like, I can kind of, I, I get what he means. Like, you know, if, if, you, if you walk away from competitive play zone saying it's yeah. just a game, then you are kind of letting yourself down because you, you just, you kind of, you know, at that point, you're a competitor. This isn't just a game. Otherwise, you wouldn't be trying to compete in something that you think is just a game. Um, so so I kind of get where he's coming from with that. But he then followed it up with one of the fucking most oh, no. misguided, <laughs> just odd oh, videos no. that I think does a really big example of of who ninja is as a person um maybe he was just angry maybe he was just frustrated and that's fine i get that but this uh this was odd he he then turned around and again this is verbatim i i read i watched a couple of times wrote it down to make sure i got it right i don't want to be misquoting anybody or anything here he then said and this is in a very angry tone but i can't be asked uh, doing it in an angry way, so I'm going to read it just as I normally do. If anyone uses the excuse, it's just a game, I'm going to lose my mind. Imagine telling LeBron James, Tom Brady, uh, both uh, big American professional sports people, or sports persons, uh, that when they lose and are pissed off, it's just a game. You're so stupid. It's the competitive nature, bro. It's about the perspective uh, sorry, it's about the respect, bro. It's so much better than a game. Anyone who uses the excuse, it's just a game, is... And I quote here, bear in mind this, this is a quote. Anybody who uses the excuse, it's just a game, is a horrible human being and is lazy. Oh, no. Like, oh. the fuck, dude? You can't I've, I've, downplay I've... an entire subsection of people as horrible human beings that are lazy because they threw their hands up in frustration and went fuck it it's just a game i i face i face palm every time i see this it i i kind of feel sorry for ninja's wife because for people who don't know ninja's wife is his manager and she must be working harder than the aussie firefighters trying to put out all the fires ninja keeps starting because that guy just says some of the stupidest shit. Um, if, it were, if he stayed with the first tweet and didn't do the rant, it would have been fine. Because yeah. you can take the first tweet into different perspectives. When, when it's, when it's but, text, text can be yeah. read in different voices and in different formats with different punctuation to mean different things. Exactly. Yeah. So there's always a little bit of wiggle room there. But when you come out the gates swinging for the fences, calling people horrible human beings because of a certain term, phrase they used, the fuck, man? Like, it's... Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I struggle to find something to say about it because it, 
it really speaks a lot for itself a lot of yeah, the time. It really does. Um, so to to ignore Ninja being Ninja in in, in terms of what he's saying. <laughs> By the way, I, I will I will preface this. I don't know the guy. Never met him before in my life. He seems all right, I guess. I I can't really know because I've never really met him. But but he he he. I've never been interested in watching him because as a person, I just don't find him very interesting. Um, and and that, that may be being a horrible person. I apologize if that's me perhaps being a bit of a prick. But having having watched his content, because obviously he's one of the best streamers out there in terms of uh, revenue and, and viewership and everything, yeah, yeah. I've watched him to be like, right, is that something I want to aim for? And I've watched him and be like, fuck no. That is not something I want to aim for. That is not my shtick. Um, but he does, he is good at what he does and he's like one of the world's greatest at what he does. So fucking power to him. What I say is probably worthless, but I don't find the guy interesting. I find that he, he says some fucking stupid shit. Um, but going back to his first like tweet, I can kind of vibe with that. I do agree yeah. that if you are trying to play a game to be good at that game, world class good at that game and you get angry and frustrated and you get up and you walk away saying oh it's just a game and, and you're on a team and you vocally say that to your team you are letting your team down in some respects because yeah. that team is relying on you to be a team player and to be good at it to then get up and go fuck it it's just a game and walk away is instantly saying like i don't care because it's just a game you might have four three two other teammates who are like well if it's just a game why the fuck are you playing when we could have somebody on our team who actually gives a shit because you don't give a shit because it's just a game to you which is fine but if you ever watch f1 if you ever watch any sort of uh sports persons and they fuck up man they are angry at themselves and that's fine get angry at yourself and stuff like that but the second you start getting angry at losing like he says when you stop getting angry after losing you've lost twice when it's fine to get angry at yourself but the second you start getting angry at other people is the second you start to hate other people the second you start to hate other people is the second yeah. you start to get toxic and the second you start to get toxic is the second you start to ruin it for everybody else there is nothing wrong with being frustrated because you lost a game and there is nothing wrong with realizing that you have to improve but when you start getting angry at other people and you start getting hateful towards other people you've lost completely because that is not a person that you need to be because you ain't learning nothing but how to be a prick yep i fully agree. i fully agree and i've i've had this discussion multiple times for a couple with a couple of other people and it it purely comes down to it's it's okay to lose you just have to learn how to lose yeah 100 percent and like, like in, in order to in order to get good at anything you first have to lose yeah like, i, I get, agree like and uh, go on no you go on. um and to get angry is all right but you you have to know when 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 the cut, cut off point is and yeah. I, it's it's why I have I have mixed emotions about this tweet because at one point you know on one side it's telling people yeah be angry for a loss but then it's it's not it's also like saying if you're being if if you're going for that competitive find out why you lost yeah hundred percent agree hundred percent agree every loss is a is a lesson rather than a exactly. than anything yeah. else and and I think there's there's too many people who 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 lose and because they are not willing to take it as a lesson they start to blame and i think i think he misses like the there's so many facets to to what he say or or to to the the topic of when you lose again when you get angry just saying uh, like what he'd covered in his original tweet is fine you know that's yes. okay Great. there's wiggle room there's discussion like there's points of discussion that you can leap from there um but his rant where he got he turned into a pissy little bitch and started getting angry and angry and angry on on fucking video is the bit where it goes well now you've just insulted fuck loads of people you've just called so many people horrible human beings and lazy and those are pretty fucking harsh words that i mean you got to be able to catch like you got to be able to 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 back that up and and you really can't it's no it's so bad i uh so i asked on my discord 
if we had any opinions uh, regarding the statement. And I will read one very quickly. Uh, someone said, I think it's very situational to be used like you're a professional player in the match of your life and you lose. It's not something you'd say to them because it's just aggravating and insensitive. But in the context of someone who evidently overreacting to shit, by overreacting, I mean full-on gamer rage, then it is useful to bring things back into perspective, especially in younger children, when offered up with an explanation as to why it's not okay to act like that. Personally, I don't think the phrase, it's just a game, is positive or negative, but I think for the average gamer, it can be good to remind yourself if you're getting wound up, you can just walk away since it's not the end of the world. But in the wrong context, can be lighting the fuse and setting off a chain reaction. Which I agree. Uh, I definitely I definitely agree with the gamer rage that's useful on younger persons. I have seen... Does anyone remember that video of the guy who had his World of Warcraft uh, account deleted so he tried shoving a remote <laughs> control up his ass? <laughs> like, and he gets, he gets a shoe and just starts hitting himself in the head and shit. Yeah. Um, now, I don't yeah, know if that was staged or not, but fuck it. Even if it was, it was hilarious to watch when I was younger. But yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm just in time, so I'm just going to have to speed this up. Uh, it's it's definitely a multifaceted thing. There's, there's loads of ways that it could be used. But Ninja, fucking stop triggering on video man unless you're doing it you're doing it for clout to stay relevant i don't know but yeah i don't get it any final words on ninja saying stupid shit word things properly thank yeah. you yeah think before you speak you <laughs> fucking idiot um yeah. right. <laughs> we got another thing coming up uh, did anybody or, or i say anybody panda did you get a chance to watch the animal crossing direct did i ever were you, were you like biting at the bit as soon as it came or were you just watching it because I told you to? I, I watched it uh, when it came out. Cool. What do you think? Uh, I'm, relat- I'm relatively excited for it. Um, I, I never really got into Animal Crossing, but mm. I've always wanted to. And this just looks like a great gateway into, into the series cool. and just looks like it offers a lot. I'm going to uh, put you on the spot here because I'm a bitch. Uh, some Animal Crossing up for people who don't know what it is in three words. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can do it, I believe. Wholesome farming goodness. Wholesome farming goodness. See, I would have said Stardew Valley. Because they're, they're fairly similar. Um, they are very similar. Yeah. Basically, uh, in Star- Animal Crossing, you fucking you build a little town... Uh, or help a little town because Tom Nook's got you by the nutsack. And <laughs> basically, you get residents to come in and build it, and it's all very pretty and cute. And it's it's complete harmless good gaming stuff. I, I love Animal Crossing. I'm a huge fan of it. Although I've never actually played one, which is weird. But I love the idea of it. I, I know uh, my partner is hugely excited for it. Comes out the same day as Doom, so I'm going to be killing demons. She's going to be planting trees. It kind of balances itself out. It's going to be a bit of a weird juxtaposition in the same household, but never mind. Uh, the, by the way, the uh, the Animal Crossing X Doom fan art is immense. And you need to oh, Google that shit right now. Pause I, this podcast. I've, go and watch it. It's hilarious. So good. It's so good. So, so good. Anyway. Um, I watched uh, it today because I'm not a huge Animal Crossing fan, so I didn't watch it the other day. But I watched it today, made some quick notes. Um, I'm going to pick out a couple of things that I am, um, I have some interest in. Um, first of all, the launch date is 20th of March, 2020. Really soon. Really excited for that. Um, the mechanics seem pretty, pretty samey as the previous ones. I don't think anybody particularly wanted to change that though. That was the idea of why they loved it. So that's fine. There is one thing that does fucking wind me up a little bit in the direct they keep saying you have your own deserted island do you not know what deserted means because if you don't (laughs) i'm gonna get you a fucking direct dictionary and i'm gonna just throw it through your office window because you need to look that shit up you cannot keep saying that you have a deserted island when the island is not deserted an island that has an airport for fuck's sake isn't deserted like Categorically. Sorry, that really annoyed me throughout the entire video. They're like, your own deserted <laughs> island. And it's like, motherfucker, other people live here, therefore it's not deserted. <laughs> yeah. They came, they arrived with me. Therefore it's not even my deserted island. It's our deserted island. It's not deserted, therefore it's our island. Don't know why they kept using deserted. It really wound me up throughout the entirety of it. But that's just me. Um So uh the one thing that really confuses me, eight users. Per switch, but only one island. 
which is really baffles me. So does that mean if I pl if, if Emma plays it and starts building her island and then I play it, I can get a shovel and just go and fucking buck wild and dig holes everywhere? And then Emma goes to log on and, and she's got like a fucked up island again? I, I, I'd assume that, that that's what it means, yeah. Because I, I could go onto her island and just deforest the entire place like the Amazon and be like, what are you going to do? Like, I, I don't get how that... That seems like a really... I don't know if, if I could be wrong in my speculation of how the multiplayer was going to work, but I feel like I, I feel like from what I've read, that's how they've explained it. So I don't know. Like it's, yeah, but based, based on what what I've read, it, it literally all I know is that eight people can just work on a single island. Yeah, it's it definitely is a little bit weird. I don't quite know how it's going to work. Um, my note actually says multiplayer. Can you fuck with other people's islands? So uh, yeah. I, who knows? They didn't really explain that very well. I, I found the uh, I actually found the direct to be very shallow in terms of information. I don't know whether that was on yes. purpose or just because they wanted to show people as much as possible. But I honestly kind of think people are ruining the game for themselves because they keep demanding more and more information. And it's like motherfucker, play the game. Stop asking for information. Get excited for it. Once you get given the game, you'll find out all this shit on your own. Um, I, I feel people are just too too keen to get more information about a game that when they could just get excited to play yeah. it and then have the information told to them. Um, it seems and I think that's uh, another topic in future to cover. Yeah, yeah. Because it's sometimes uh, questions. Are, sorry, go on. So sometimes questions are better left unanswered until yeah. you answer them yourself. Agreed. There's there's definitely uh, a little bit more depth to to that question, but we'll we'll definitely have a look at that, that topic another time. I think. Yeah. Um. So another thing that I found out was that uh, you get a real-world app that releases, for some reason, after the actual game launch. So you can have multiplayer across the interwebs, and you can use text and voice chat in multiplayer via the app. The app doesn't launch the same time as the game. So you're going to have God knows how long. It says March, but it doesn't give a March date. So you could have like two weeks or a week where you can't talk to the people you're playing with. Also, who still uses a mobile phone as a voice app? I do not, I do not get the uh, the infrastructure of the Switch's multiplayer here. It's really I'd, confusing. I'd, like, I'd, I don't get that one. Like, yeah, we, it's so weird. People are just going to go to Discord or whatever and yeah. just use that anyway. It's 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 like, really really strange. Um, but I I realized I'm kind of slagging off it right here. One of the cool things I found, you can use the app to use custom di uh, designs from the DS games um, New Leaf and Happy Home Designer. Do you own oh, either yeah. of those games, Panda? No. Ah, you better go get them then. Um, but yeah, if you draw designs on that, Good. you can then take your designs from that and stick them on like cushions and stuff, apparently. Um, what else did I find? Um... There's crafting. Uh, you can completely plan your island, including resident placement, uh, which I think is kind of cool. You can then plan your island out and get people to live where you want them to live, etc. A nice touch is the fact that the world is split into hemispheres, so you can choose which hemisphere you live on. Um, and that means that, for instance, if you're on the northern hemisphere, in January it will be winter. Um, but if you're in the southern hemisphere, in January it will be summer, which is really cool. I think that's a really, really cool idea. Yeah, um, yeah. Crap. It's it's really really interesting. It seems like the game is split into the four seasons. So as uh, time progresses in real life, the game changes uh, seasons from winter to fall to summer and spring. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's probably not the right order. I read those completely out of order, but whatever, you get the point. Um, which is kind of cool. Um, you can then invite more residences to, uh, or, or sorry, more uh, people to to uh, live on your island and help develop it and stuff if you want, but you don't have to. Which is kind of cool. And it looks it looks so pretty. It looks just cute and adorable. Yeah, there, there was one thing in, in the direct that really stood out for me. You can die. Yeah, I was just going to get to that. <laughs> you, you can die. This adorable little game where, you know, where you're, where you're picking tulips and you're catching bugs and then suddenly out of nowhere a tarantula bites you and you swell up and die. I don't think you've ever been able to die before in them. I think you, can pa like, I think you pass out, don't you? But I don't think you die. You, you, you pass out. Yeah, I think it's the same in this one. I don't think you actually die. I think you pass out. But it's but your character's like face is swelling up after being bitten. After being bitten, Still, yeah, I saw that. It's insane. That's that's taken into a whole different level at that point for Animal Crossing. I'm like, yeah, Ooh. that is uh, that is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it's 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 interesting to the least. Um, 
there's 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 loads of different things to it which are kind of cool. Um, I'm I'm gonna make some speculation here, and um, I, I want to see if you agree with me. Now, okay. I was I was obviously watching the uh, the, the Animal Crossing uh, direct thing. I know about about halfway through, mm-hmm. and they said that you get additional buildings of plants, such as a tailor, a shop for ready-made goods, and and uh, stuff like that, and a museum and stuff like that. But they never really yep. said anything about them. So I am speculating that I believe there is going to be a pretty big chance of there being additional paid content and premium currency within the game. Uh, one, I'd, I'd, I'd probably put it to about 100% that, yeah, that's probably going to happen. I also think that you're going to be able to buy, um, it's like called Nook Miles, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. And the Nook Miles can be used for certain things, such as tickets to other islands that have different resources and stuff on them, and a tool ring that allows you to press a button to have a click, quick selection tool ring. I'm yeah. speculating again that you'll be able to buy Nook Miles, because as far as I'm aware, it's the first ever Animal Crossing that has two types of currency. Yeah, correct. I, I reckon... Oh. Go on. Discord went for them. Uh, I I reckon I don't reckon you'll be able to buy them because Nintendo are pretty good about like premium currency stuff. They used to be. They used to be. But they overhauled the Animal Crossing mobile app recently, so that so that paid currency is much more dependent on, or you need to be much more dependent on the paid currency. Ah. Uh, They started putting more paid microtransactions into their um, into their Mario Super Mario mobile games as well. Um, So. Ah. I'm kind of curious if we're going to see it seeping into the Animal Crossing game like we've seen it seep into uh, into other AAA games recently. Um, obviously, yeah. that is just speculation. I mean, I, I could be completely fucking wrong and uh, hands on heart hope that I am, but we shall see. Yeah. I, uh, I, I always like to speculate a little bit when new games come out and I hope to be a doomsayer. Uh, I will preface everything that I've just said with, uh, I think it's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm very excited to get my axe out and help Emma with her island. I will probably lose multiple hours into it because that's the kind of person that I am. But I am also slightly concerned at the same time, just because of the state of the AAA market right about now. Anywho... <laughs> Um, because we haven't got much long left, I want to move on to our final topic because it's one of the reasons why I got you here in the first place, other than your charming personality. You yeah. have had some playtime with Walken. Is that correct? You are more than correct, yes. <laughs> Good. What do you think? I am in Sell love it to with me. the game. So, so I, I don't like Diablo. Uh, and I've heard okay. a lot of comparisons drawn between um, Walken which came out on Jan, uh, January 2020. Uh, I've heard a lot of comparisons of that and its dynamic hack and slash RPG elements and Diablo. Yep. Why, yep. Okay. as someone who isn't a fan of Diablo, why would I pick up Walken? Because it doesn't have a lot to do with Diablo. It has more to do with uh, a better comparison to Path of Exile than it is to Diablo. Okay. So, what what what... Walken does, I was thinking how to pronounce it then. What Walken does better than both those games is customizability and the access of it. Okay. So, un- whereas with Diablo, like all, all your skills are locked to what class you get, and with Path of Exile, they're locked to gems, all the, all the different gems you can get, and, the, mm-hmm. and you can suck at them. Yeah. With Walken, skills are accessible as soon as you find them out in the world or you'll purchase them. Yep. From the from the vendor, you have them at all times, and you can swap them whenever you goddamn feel like it. The only prerequisite for it is the weapon you are holding in either your main hand or your offhand. Okay, and you can you can mix and match however you like it. So it seems like you can literally just pick up whatever you want and just fucking crack on. Yes, correct. But for lack of it, okay. But so um, I heard that it's quite story rich as well. Is that right? Yes, it is very story rich. Um, I've been streaming it recently uh, with a friend, and mm. I guess I think I'm about eight hours in, and I think we're coming close to the fir- the end of the first act. Jesus. And there is the cutscenes are spectacular for an ARPG. Uh, the story is it, it's pretty fucking good. It got it's got me hooked. A lot like, of the we, art we I've seen a... strikes me as as Warhammer. Yes. 
uh it's it's very it seems to drive a lot of its like armor and weapon design from the warhammer 40k universe more okay. than anything um a lot of like the plate armor is big and bulky with like the, you know, the symbols on the sides and bear in mind i haven't i'm still in the first act i haven't got to anywhere else i haven't seen the other sets um okay well it's so oh. what's your what's your build at the moment uh, I uh, I currently I can currently swap between two things, uh, but my my current thing is I'm currently using uh, a pistol and mm. a a mage catalyst. Okay, so I'm basically a a spell slinging gun gunslinger, um, and my main skill of choice is a rail gun. <laughs> of, of all the things to have, that's of yeah, all, that's of all the things. Um, so basically, uh, so basically, the the thing that's very interesting gameplay wise is you have a tug of war between two different resources. Okay. You have willpower and you have rage. Mm -hmm. Every time you cast a spell or you do a basic attack, your willpower is, willpower goes down and it fills up your rage bar. And okay. in order to use like physical abilities, like say for example, uh, the tornado if you have a uh, the tornado spin, if you have a two-handed weapon, it yeah. requires rage. So you either have to auto attack or like hit things a lot mm -hmm. or uh, like the way I'm doing it, you cast a load of spells and then use the rage and then bounce between the two. That's quite cool. Okay, yeah. So it seems like there's a, like some nice mechanics behind it in terms of the combat yeah. and and character builds and such, which is I know a lot of people would be very into when it comes to that if they have the time. Would do you think this is a, a game that could be played in, by a casual market, or do you think you could only be hardcore with it? Um, I think you very very well can can do it as a casual thing because mm -hmm. it doesn't. Is like like all your typical RPGs. It's you find loot, you pick it on you. If if you like the look of it, you you equip it. But I think the the main part comes down to its uh, its passive wheel. Okay. Uh, so it's got a big it's got a big passive wheel that's similar to the Path of Exile one, mm -hmm. uh, and you can just put you can pull them into any node you want. Uh, but the best part is they're separated into three different tiers, and you can rotate each tier. So if you're not liking the current like layout that you want and you've you've got a different tree you just yeah. rotate it so as long as it's linking with the middle it will activate and you've got a completely different build that's that's pretty cool that's quite unique that's definitely something that i've not heard before in the start of game now yeah. one of the big detractors that i've heard is that it's riddled with bugs it's actually sat as a mixed on steam right now even though i know steam reviews can be a little bit uh yeah. iffy have you have you encountered many bugs or anything like that recently or any uh, exploits that sort of thing the the only ones that I that I know of were the server issues that had, that were like spanned three days, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's because a lot a lot of the big the big streamers Baru, um, Co Carnage, all those like picked it up and like and it spouted nothing but good things. Yeah. Um, so th there was the server issues. There was a couple of hitbox issues which have just recently uh, last night were patched in. Okay. Um, but I think the biggest one was there was an infinite gold exploit on single player characters. Okay. Um, the you could just basically create a load of different I items by doing certain things, uh, and then just sell the gold and sell, sell it for all the gold, and uh, which kind of like when destroyed like the economy of it at, at the start. But from what I've heard, it's been patched out and been sorted, and the people that have exploited it to extremes have had their gold removed. Oof! Well, all of it. All of it. That's insane. Okay, okay. So it seems like they are on to something quite cool. Now, the one thing that I was super interested in that I do want to ask before we uh, before we end up chat, uh, finishing this uh, the podcast is uh, with Vulcan. I, I also heard there was a city building mechanic. Is that a thing still? Or, or yes. Not... Okay. So that is that is the that is the end game stuff. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, Path of Exiles. You know the map system where you uh, you nope. go in that you. Okay. So map system is you have. You, you, uh, I don't 100% know, know it, but on this one, you, you find a thing, you find a thing, and then you, uh, you basically build out a map, uh, mm -hmm. which with added effects for more loot, more okay. difficult. So, like, yeah, kind of like the, so you've got endless runs that you can do, basically. Yes, essentially. Yeah. Um, they get, they get higher in difficulty. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is, uh, all the gold and different different resources you find on there, you can bring back to to build the city with different vendors, upgrade okay. the vendors, and it has it actually has 
from what I what I've read and what I've seen, a good juicy end game to it. Okay, okay, that's interesting. I think a lot of those games lend pretty well to the end games. However, I do find sometimes the uh, the repetitiveness and the the um, I can't what I called it when I was playing Division, but you have you basically just you you get like six hundred pieces of gear per hour that you play it and you basically oh gear churn i think is what i called it you basically get these six pieces of gear and it's like well that none of those are any good oh no this one piece it improves my stats by one point um and i think that's one of the reasons why i kind of get a bit about it but i may i may end up having yeah. a look at it in the near future um i i'm kind of curious if there's so mm, no nah, that's probably an unfair comparison i was going to be like do you think everybody's going to drop it like it's hot the next RPG that comes along, or do you think it's going to have some player base to it for a while? I I definitely think it's going to have a solid player base to it, seeing as like all the different builds and the different. Uh, the, so the uh, so it's basically going to have players until Cyberpunk comes out, and then it's going to be dropped like a level in. Very very possibly. Very possibly yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm perhaps a little bit biased. I am I am I am uh, a Cyberpunk bit. fanboy all the way. I cannot wait for that. But uh, but we shall see. Um. Anyway, uh, I believe that is it for today's show. Uh, ready for better? I want to give you a massive thank you for coming to hang out with me on today's podcast. I've hugely enjoyed having you here, my dude. Um. Is there anything that you would like to say to the listeners, etc., before saying goodbye? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on, on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. No problem. And the viewers, I hope you guys continue to enjoy the fabulous content that is uh, shown here. Oh, and, too uh, kind. Too kind. If, if, you, if, you, if you're listening and you're on, on, on the multitude of different uh, locations, pop, pop in for, for the streams. They're a blast. Well, thank you very much, man. So if people want to uh, hang out with you when you're not here, like we said at the start of the stream, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv uh, forward slash Red Luther Panda or at Twitter at Red Luther Panda as well. Awesome. Uh, Do you want to take a quick uh, moment to plug your stuff? Uh, I play games. Uh, I'm currently trying to play everything, uh, but I, mo- I mostly go towards the competitive side, so fighting games, MOBAs, or anything that has a nice learning curve to it. Fair, fair. If you're going to pick one fighting game to give a shout out to now, who would it be? Uh, the most recent one I'm playing, which is Undernight in Birth CLR. It came out today for EU. Uh, I had a I had a chance to che- check it out as an uh, an early preview. It's very very good. <laughs> that game title sounds like some anime shit. It is. It and is fantastic. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, on that note, folks. <laughs> We're going to be calling it there on the podcast tonight. If you are in the chat, don't worry. There's going to be more show for you guys to hang out with as we go to our post show. But for those of you who've joined us both on YouTube and audio listeners on podcast services around the place, thank you ever so much for joining me with today's show. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. There were some technical difficulties uh, regarding the music that was for the most of the first 20 minutes. Apologies that it suddenly went away. Uh, but I was not supposed to have that on, so apologies. Oops, a daisy. Uh, this is only the second episode, so I'm still getting used to a few of the finer points. Of, of, of doing this um if you have enjoyed it make sure to come and join the live show that is every friday at uh, 8 p.m gmt where you can hang out in the chat chat amongst yourselves and ask us questions for our q a section after uh the recording um you can find us all over the place spotify anchor you can find myself on uh on Twitter and Twitch, etc. It's either at Twisty Shape or twitch.tv forward slash Twisty Shape. It'll be an absolute pleasure to have you guys in chat. Um, hopefully you have enjoyed today's show and I will see you uh, next week on Friday, as I just said, for some more con- uh, for some more news and updates about what's going on in the gaming world, or as we like to say, meanwhile on Earth. It's been an absolute pleasure, everybody. Panda, have you got anything you'd like to add? I'm good. You're good. Awesome. One thing I like to say at the end of every little bit of content that I do, please remember to stay superheroes. And I'll see you next week. Ta-ra!